Hard Work, Goodwill, A Journey of Peace, Perseverance, and Redemption by Jerry Lundergan. My name is Michael Santos with Resilient Digital Publishing. I will be reading this book from cover to cover. Please visit hardworkgoodwill.com for your free copy. Here's chapter four. We're going to talk about goals and incremental steps. Defining success and identifying the values by which we live sounds easy. In truth, the exercise requires a lot of time and energy, but it's worth investing oneself thoroughly and entirely in the effort. Why? Because when we think about what we want to accomplish, we can create a systematic, deliberate plan. Without a plan, without defining success, we may not know how to rebound so quickly when disappointment comes. Planning for the success we want to become is the essential first step in taking us from where we are, who we are, what we are, and growing toward the people we aspire to become in the months, years, and decades ahead. When the French Bauer Ice Cream Company sold out, resulting in the loss of our contract to deliver ice cream, our family had a setback. But since we'd already defined success, we knew that we could recalibrate and figure out the next steps. Our incremental progress over the previous several years put us on a higher starting point than the last time I suffered an unexpected setback. Number one, we had experience at negotiating deals with other business owners. Number two, we proved that we could get new customers and service new customers. Number three, Charlotte had years of confidence in keeping books and records for our company while simultaneously nurturing our daughters, Alyssa and Abby. We had a purchase contract on the house where we lived. That was number four. Number five, we had built credibility with political leaders and business owners. Number six, we worked well together as a family and we knew that we wanted to continue working together as a family. And number seven, we had built trust in the Lexington community and we had loyalty to the customers we served. I can describe those seven factors above as assets. They may not have a financial value, but they carry an intangible value in goodwill. We build that kind of goodwill and increase our worth when we work toward living a values-based, goal-oriented life. As a family, we knew that we wanted to work together. We knew that we wanted to contribute to our community. We knew that we wanted to build an honest business that, with a solid work ethic, would keep us on the pathway to success. When a setback requires us to recalibrate, we can leverage all of our strengths. Those strengths help us advance in the direction of our values, all that we hold dear. Think about how this strategy of defining success and pursuing incremental goals can apply to all areas of your life, just as we try to apply it to our life. Now, there are sometimes changing circumstances. Think about where you are at this very minute while you are reading this lesson, or in this case, listening to this lesson. For the sake of this analogy, I'll assume you are reading this lesson while you're inside of a building of some sort, a home, an office, or a restaurant. Again, this is an audio version, so just make accommodations. Think about yourself listening to this on an MP3 player, or on the internet, or while you're driving. How did this building or this car become a building or a car? Did it simply appear? No. Changing anything from one state into another state requires personal leadership. Personal leadership comes before team leadership. 
Creating a building began when someone saw a higher use for a piece of land. This person could define success with his visualization of the structure, but simply visualizing the higher and better use of this property would not result in a building just appearing. To convert a visualization into something tangible, we need to take the next steps. Those next steps need to align with our definition of success. Remember this process. It is the process that leaders use to change anything, to grow anything, even our prospects for personal improvement. All growth follows a process, and all change follows a process. Even personal development follows a process. From leaders, we know that we must take an infinite series of small, incremental steps. By learning how to anticipate those steps, we can engineer our way from where we are to what we want to become, just like a leader took a series of small steps to turn a raw piece of land into the building that you're in at this very moment. What steps were necessary to make that happen? Contemplating such questions can be a good exercise in understanding the power of incremental goals. I'll list a few of the small goals that may have led to the building, and you can fill in some others. Step 1. A leader located a plot of land that he believed could serve a higher purpose. Step 2. The leader created a basic plan that would help others believe in the vision of what he wanted to create. Step 3. The leader used the initial plan to develop an estimate of how much the project would cost from acquiring the land to designing the plans to constructing and furnishing the building. Step 4. The leader persuaded a tenant or a group of tenants, to sign letters of intent to show that if he completed the building, the owner could count on receiving monthly income. Step 5. The leader would rely upon those letters of intent to show projected cash flow that would persuade lenders or investors to put up the capital or money to carry the project from conception to completion. Step 6. The leader reserved the capital provided by lenders and investors to hire teams of architects and engineers to draw up the blueprints. Step 7. The leader used the blueprints as a tool to get bids from contractors and suppliers that would oversee the construction of the project. Step 8. The leader oversaw the progress of the building, step by step, ensuring that it would complete the building on time and budget. Step 9. The leader completed the project and tenants began to move into the building, providing lease payments every month. Step 10. The leader used the income he received from the tenants to pay off the debt that he raised from lenders and investors. A leader could subdivide each of the 10 quick steps I put together into 10 more steps. Review the 10 steps above and think about some of the steps I left out. For example, before the leader could accomplish step 6, he would have had to, number 1, open a bank account. Number 2, show potential bidders that he had sufficient resources. Number 3, create a platform to get bids from architects and engineers. Number 4, have a system to assess which architect or engineers to hire. Number 5, complete due diligence to make sure each person could complete his or her role. Number 6, find a lawyer with the capabilities of drawing up a contract. Number 7, create a review process to measure whether everything is following the plans. Number 8, develop relationships with key personnel. And number nine, manage the process to ensure all responsible parties complete tasks on time and on budget. 
The more I think about all the steps necessary to create change, the more I can see that I left out thousands of steps. For example, who dug the hole in the ground to pour the foundation for the building? How did the leader determine where to buy the concrete? What steps did the leader take to choose the pipes that would deliver the water? What steps did the leader take to guarantee the project's completion? How will the leader measure whether the project is successful? From leaders, we learn that defining success is only one step. But it is not an easy step. If we want to change anything, including our own lives, we need to invest time and energy to understand a clear path ahead. We need to identify each of the tiny, incremental steps that leaders use to advance a project forward. And now comes a question for you. Is there any project in the world that is more important than the development of your life? If you are like me, your family is most important, at the top of your values list. Yet to take care of our families, we need to follow the same process. We need to develop a plan for success, and we need to put priorities in place. The priority may be to establish personal leadership techniques that have worked for others. By developing a personal leadership skill set, we simultaneously work to advance the lives of the people we love. To use another analogy, let me describe what happens when you board an airplane. Before the flight takes off, a flight attendant will make a series of safety presentations for all of the passengers on the plane. No one wants anything to go wrong on an airplane. Still, it's good to know that engineers use precautions. Aeronautical engineers invest a lot of time to think about potential problems. That is how they care for the passengers in the event of an emergency. One of those precautions concerns oxygen. As a, present, as a precaution in case the plane has any type of problems, flight attendants give a demonstration before each flight. They want passengers to understand what to do. They tell passengers that oxygen masks will drop from the overhead panel if something goes wrong in flight and the flight attendant demonstrates how passengers should place the oxygen masks over their heads. If the passengers are flying with small children, the flight attendant directs passengers to put the oxygen mask over their heads before they put the mask over their child's head. Why do flight attendants take this precaution? Well, the answer is that if a passenger cannot take care of himself first, he will not be of any use to anyone else. To build a better life, we need to take care of ourselves first. When I reflected on when my father died, I made the mistake of not knowing how to set priorities. The priorities should have been in defining success for me, not solving all of the problems that I was not capable of solving while making a transition from adolescence to adulthood. Indeed, I placed a high priority on my family, but I didn't serve my family well by spreading myself too thin. A better approach would have been to take an accurate assessment of what I could do well, either get my university degree or run the different businesses my father operated. Trying to do too much too soon proved to be the wrong decision because I lost everything. Success requires personal leadership, and personal leadership requires us to exercise discipline. We should look into the future, define what we want to achieve, then implement the small steps that will take us from where we are to where we want to go. Skipping essential steps leads to trouble. This lesson of looking into the future and assessing what we want to become is of particular importance for people living in any kind of difficulty. 
I am using that strategy as I write these words. We may not like the situation or predicament we're in. I certainly don't want to face criminal charges. I feel helpless, unjustifiably attacked. I could either complain and feel like a victim, or I could contemplate how to succeed regardless of the challenges I am facing. The best situation would be for a judge to dismiss the charges. But I did not have the power to dismiss the charges. That power would lie with several people, including the attorneys arguing the case, the jury deciding the case, the judge overseeing the jury, and possibly appellate judges that would oversee the trial judge. I would have control, I would not have control over any of those people. I couldn't change what others would think, say, or do. If I were to define success based on what other people decided, I wouldn't control my destiny. That leads me back to the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Although I didn't have the power to change what others would think, say, or do, I, like everybody else, had total control over what I could do. I didn't like feeling sorry for myself. I wanted to feel as if I were living a life of meaning and contribution. If I could create something that others would find of value, I would restore my sense of confidence, knowing that I was living a life of purpose, following the values that I hold dear. Anyone can use this same strategy to make a change. Changing the current situation or predicament we're in may take a long time, requiring a series of incremental goals. We start by changing our mindset. We can choose to stop dwelling on the problems and assess what we would like to change. We might not like our situation. I'm not suggesting we should deny the reality of our predicament. The challenges we face may not be fair or just. Still, even amid our difficulties, we can visualize how we want to grow. By contemplating what we would like to build, we strengthen possibilities for creating clear tasks that will help us overcome the challenges we are facing. Those tasks are called goals. And we should talk a little bit about goals. Because it's crucial that after we define success, we take the next step. And the next step requires us to articulate as many of the small, incremental goals that we must achieve along the way. Many, many leaders give us evidence that change comes through a series of progressive goals. But I have experienced it personally as well. We didn't like that the sale of French Bauer ice cream forced us to close our successful ice cream distribution business. My brothers and I worked really hard to build it. Yet complaining about the sale wasn't going to solve our problem. We had to assess reality just like everybody else does when they face a problem. We had to think about, given the strengths that we had, what new goals could we set that would align with our values? How could we leverage our strengths? How could we serve our community while continuing to work together as a family? Those kinds of questions led to the next goals we would set. By using that process of keeping a positive mindset, defining success, and pursuing incremental goals, we built Lundy's Catering, the business that became our foundation, our bedrock. We would use it to launch the next phase of our journey. In the next chapter, I will reveal more about how we began Lundy's Catering. 
But before we get to Lundy's, I'd like to share a few more thoughts on setting incremental goals. I'd like to say that I came up with this concept of SMART goals myself. SMART is an acronym that we use for setting goals that align with what we want to become. The first is make the goal specific. That's the S. Is the goal specific? We've got to know what we're striving to achieve. M, is it measurable? Can we measure whether we are making progress? A is action-oriented. Are the goals within our reach? And R, are they realistic? Are we setting goals that have some basis in reality? T, are they time-bound? Do the goals we, we're setting have a clear timeline that's specific, measurable, action-oriented, realistic, and time-bound? SMART goals. And setting SMART goals accelerates our pursuit of success as we define success. And we all define success differently. To illustrate, let's imagine two people that achieve remarkable levels of success in contemporary society. Walt Disney is a great inspiration to me, the founder of Disneyland. Pete Rose has been a great inspiration to me forever, the legendary third baseman of the Big Red Machine in Cincinnati. Now, most everyone knows Walt Disney and the incredible contributions he made to society. But not many people know his backstory. Walt Disney started in poverty without much in the way of opportunity. He grew up in tough economic times without many examples of leadership around him. But he had a positive mindset. He may have had the most positive mindset of anyone I knew. He also knew how to define success. Walt Disney is famous for inspiring others with his many quotes. The way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. All of our dreams can come true if we have the courage to pursue them. Walt Disney understood the importance of honesty, loyalty, and a solid work ethic. As a boy, he would wake at 4.30 in the morning to deliver newspapers, continuing that paper route for six years. On weekends and in his spare time, Walt enrolled in courses to learn how to draw. He wanted to improve his skills, and he volunteered to draw. He built a career in advertising, always working to develop himself further. He started businesses that failed. With a clear definition of success, he kept improving, kept trying, kept working toward his dreams. He went bankrupt, but he kept advancing toward his goals. Walt Disney has always been a role model for my life. Much like he did, I too delivered newspapers, sold firewood, and even shared the song The Impossible Dream from the Man of La Mancha as a model for my success. In fact, Charlotte Charlotte and I played The Impossible Dream at our wedding. Walt Disney knew how to define success. His life is a testament to setting incremental goals, all of which led in the direction of his success. The goals he pursued were unique to him and his definition of success. We can look at another legendary figure and see how that person set different goals. Growing up in Mayesville kept me close to Cincinnati. I have always been a huge fan of the Cincinnati Reds. Pete Rose, the fantastic, multi-talented fielder and hitter, has always been one of my favorite players. Pete is also an example of a positive mindset. He was so positive that his fans gave him the nickname, Charlie Hustle. 
What always inspired me about Pete Rose was that he was very goal-oriented and always pursuing goals that would lead to success, as he defined success. The Cincinnati Reds drafted him right after high school, where he had a batting average of more than 600. As a professional ball player, Pete Rose excelled as an outfielder, a second baseman, a catcher, as a third baseman, and as a first baseman. When he had a slump in a given season, he played off-season ball in South America to, pr- to improve his skills. The comparison I am trying to make is that leaders share several traits in common. They start with a positive mindset. They define success as they see it. Then they set clear goals that align with their definition of success. We could not expect Walt Disney to pursue the same goals as Pete Rose, nor could we enroll Pete Rose into drawing classes and expect him to reach the highest potential that, that Walt Disney reached. We have to set goals that align with how we define success. A disciplined and deliberate pathway can lead us from where we are to where we want to go. Anyone can say this concept of keeping our goals in alignment with our values is common sense. Yet it's one thing to know the path, and it's another thing to walk the path, especially when we are striving to overcome a challenge in our life. Keep a positive mindset. Define success. Set and pursue goals that align with how we define success. That's the secret that I learned. And in the next chapter, I will reveal how setting smart goals led to Lundy's Catering, a company we have built over the past 50 years. You've just listened to Chapter 4 of Hard Work and Goodwill by Jerry Lundergan. Please get your free copy by visiting hardworkgoodwill.com. In Chapter 5, we'll learn more about the importance of having a positive attitude. From Jerry, we learn that a positive attitude means making a 100% commitment to success as we define success.